0: 295 we got a great guest on the show we're going to be discussing content marketing how to hire a quality writer to help you with your content for your website how that can help you get more traffic to your website and produce a much more successful online business a membership site whatever you want to do And our guest is Brenda Barron from Digital Inkwell. Thanks for coming on the show, Brenda.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: She's a little bit nervous, but I told her I don't buy it. um, So um, can you give us a quick outline of you, Brenda, and a bit about Digital Inkwell?
1: Um, Sure. Um, I started freelance writing when I was in college, and I wrote for magazines then and most like uh, parenting, pregnancy, cats are things that I wrote about back then. But um, around, I want to say 2013 or so, I transitioned into writing about um, WordPress. And I had used WordPress before then. So, you know, it was just one of those situations where I applied for a gig uh, writing about WordPress and, you know, one thing led to another, and here we are, um, but in between then, I started writing for ManageWP and WPMU, and I've written for most of the top WordPress blogs, and um, since then I've developed a writing team and to tackle content for a variety of websites.
0: Sounds good to me. Um, before um, we really delve into the interview, uh, folks, I want to tell you about our sponsor. And um, for this show, it's Lifter LM- LMS. And what is Lifter LMS? It's a great plugin in If you're into membership websites and you want to build out your membership site, Um, to a higher level, you need a learning management system. And is one of the best WordPress plugins to do that. Um, We use it ourselves with client websites. Um, I'm a great fan of Chris and Thomas, the joint founders of Lifter NMS. They're both great guys. So um, I would highly recommend their plugin if you're looking to put your membership site on steroids. Um, You'll find um, they're offering uh, a 15% discount on all the um, paid add-ons. Lifter LMS, the core product, is totally free, but they have a number of plug-in add-ons. And if you go to the um, WP Tonic website and look at the show notes that will be supporting this show, there will be a link and a a coupon code which will get you 15 percent of any of these add-ons so it's a great offer so go to the website get that coupon and try lifter and some of their add-ons back to brenda <laughs> so um how do you how do you see content um you know developing content for websites um <coughs> Do, I'm sorry, developing in 2018, what trends are you seeing actually, Brenda?
1: Um, one of the biggest trends I've I've been seeing, and it's not just this year, last year I really started to see it pick up, was the length of content is getting longer. People are focusing more on creating, like all encompassing, the ultimate guide to whatever you're, writing about, or what are you, what you want to cover. Um, And I think, you know, that's largely because of Google and it's, it doesn't prioritize, you know, little 600 word articles anymore. And like long tail keywords still work to some degree, but the biggest, the biggest focus is really trying to be competitive for, you know, your big, highly competitive keywords and to do that it's creating huge guides to a topic and a lot of that um, also is well researched um, and then trying to get a lot of links back to it from other high quality websites. I it's What I've noticed is shortcuts don't work anymore. You have to put in the effort to make good content. You can't cheat your way around it. You have to Write
0: good stuff basically yeah i totally agree um that you know with that trend but um can you give some guidance about you know how you know we're all on a budget you know um it's just reality you know we're all struggling you know a lot of the people that listen to this podcast either have their own online business in uh, in some sector and some membership focus or they're a word in the WordPress community themselves as developers, um, designers, writers, we have a very broad audience. um, But they're all in business. So what's a realistic, you know, what's a realistic plan to try and promote your site? I know this is a very broad question. But hopefully you go with me. You know, what, what how much content? should you think about producing? I know you, you could say as much as possible, but can you give us, give us some kind of guidance?
1: Sure. Um, I think a lot of the time, I think there's pressure to consistently produce a lot of content, but that's not always what you need to do. Like I was saying, I think focusing on making a really meaty, interesting, well-researched guide is more important than, getting a new article out every week even if you turned out like two in-depth guides a month that would be plenty um and then you focus the rest of your effort on sharing it with people and getting other high quality websites to link to it that's that's the biggest strategy i've been seeing and i think a lot of um you know like you said businesses are on a budget but i think it it's manageable when you're not like succumbing to the pressure to produce a new article every day you're instead taking you know your content marketing budget that you would spend on you know having three blog posts a week or something and stretching it out over an entire month into two bigger articles i think it's cost wise it's it's comparable and i think it makes it more manageable when you say oh you need to write the ultimate guide to something that sounds really intimidating and like oh that's going to cost a lot of money but not necessarily when you factor in what you would have been spending on many smaller pieces of content
0: about the link building side of it um i get a lot of people approach wp tonic to share um they're mostly totally out the blue they're people that i really you know know nothing about and very rarely do I click on the links that they're providing to info um, graphics or whatever. I they're get them big, too. I'll, I'll bet you do. <laughs> uh, um, um, are, have you got any insights or, or based on your experience on outreach that can be a little bit more successful, or is it just a, is it really just a numbers game?
1: Um. I think it's quality over quantity. So getting a link at a really, you know, high domain authority site would be um, better than many smaller sites. But um, I get a lot, like I said, I get a lot of emails like that too, requesting a link back to their content and stuff. And sometimes I check it out if it seems interesting, but um, yeah, it can kind of just feel like one in a crowd. And so, I don't know that that's the best way to draw attention to your content unless,
0: um, Oh, this, 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 this reframe the question a little bit. Sorry to interrupt. Um, what outreach works with you?
1: Oh yeah. Um, I was on that, the earlier point, I was just going to say that it could be a numbers game. Like if you blasted that out to a lot of people, a few might stick and you could get some links that way. Sure. But um, I think what has worked for me is just like the long haul, to be honest, um, taking the time, building up authority in a niche, um, building links organically, r- writing good content that people want to read and that they link to. And then when um, I have new clients and new, building new relationships with people, you know, I might suggest that they check out something. You know, But I think it has to be within the framework of a relationship. You have already the cold call element to it. Like I said, it's just, it's so impersonal. And um, I just, I don't think that's necessarily effective. I think you have to leverage the resources you have, the people you know, and use that network to expand the reach of your content rather than trying to just toss it out in the world. You know?
0: reflecting back um another thing is that if they personalize it a bit and i um i don't think i'm my ego is too big actually Brenda. maybe some other people would disagree <laughs> uh um but I'm, I'm reasonably down to earth uh um, in some way um ask him my co-host maybe that's why she's not here he? uh, um, uh <laughs> um let's get back on subject jonathan uh um so if they kind of personalize the outreach like they've shown some interest i don't know why this works if they kind of say you know i've listened to this podcast um and they throw in something so it's obvious they have listened to the podcast um or they've gone to the youtube channel and they've watched something it's obvious and they've put something in it so it's obvious they have watched it and then they say well it was really interesting i saw the post that you did support it Uh, but we just got this extra content because i think that's more effective what do you reckon i
1: i agree i think um when i said that it can be impersonal you know i have received requests like to check out an infographic or an article or something that is re- directly related to something that I have written and it's obvious that they read it and, um, it's, has a more personal touch. And those are the emails I usually, you know, click through and read and consider uh, linking to if I have the authority to, to a lot of the time. In my case, the problem is they're asking for a link on a site, a client's site that yeah. I write for or manage and I don't have the authority to mm-hmm. insert links on those sites. And so it's like, sorry, but, um, In cases where I do, if it's more personal, I'll usually check it out. But then there's the cases where people try to make it look like it's personal and then they just like have like the boilerplate obviously copy paste the title of your article here and I don't necessarily
0: check that out you know <laughs> no, that, that, i don't think that really like to say that's a numbers game yeah um so when it comes to articles having external links do you think it's a kind of bit of an seo question and i'm not sure if you want to tackle this but it's content um marketing and content um production Uh, with SEO all intertwined now, really, aren't they? But do you think an article that has a lot of um, external links to relevant resources with good authority helps the article in general anyway on somebody's website?
1: Um, I think it does. And even um, linking to high-authority sites is, uh, is good for SEO, you know. But I think even outside of that, it's good because it shows that you did your research and that you are familiar with the leaders in, you know, your industry and that you're aware of the top content of the moment. And I think it just keeps you in the loop, it shows that you are in the loop and that long-term is more important. I think than any kind of like little SEO trick, you know, but it does, it is helpful for SEO. But.
0: Are there any other things that you would, um, like to put in front of the audience and listeners around how to prepare their articles after they've told away writing these ultimate guides?
1: <laughs> um, I'd say make it um, easy to navigate for the reader. So have a, some kind of table of contents up top if it's really lengthy, you know, the, all the usual, the usual suspects in terms of the checklist you're supposed to follow have lots of images. You know, break it up with lists. Just make it user friendly, easy to read. Don't just have giant paragraphs. You know, where people are scrolling, 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 and they're just overwhelmed with text. You know, break it up, make it visually pleasing. Um, it's it's interesting. All of these things are very interconnected. You know, design, writing, SEO. Marketing, it's all very connected, and I think you need to have all of those elements in order for it to really be effective in the long run.
0: That's great. We're going to go for our break, folks, but when we come back, we're going to be discussing with Brenda how do you hire a really good quality writer? What are the exp- expectations from a writer? What is a good fit? Um, how, do, based on Brenda's experience, how, what what is the best formula between um, the owner of the website and a writer like Brenda to get the kind of results that both are looking for. That's what we're going to be discussing when we come back folks. We'll be back in a few moments.
1: They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com.
0: Just like the podcast. We're coming back. Um, I've interrogated Brenda. She's, she's not coping at all. No, no, I think, I think we've had a good discussion so far. It goes quick, doesn't it? 15 minutes, doesn't it? It does. Well, it might have been an eternity for you, but it was quick. No,
1: it's quick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, this this delve back into the, the um, before the break, and then we delve into about hiring an effective writer. Um, so, like based on our previous uh, discussion, we seem to be in a kind of um, um, arms race when it comes to the length of articles. Do you think also um, putting video into articles uh, or other multimedia elements is a great idea as well?
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, that that plays into what we were talking about before, and that's breaking up the text, you know, making it visually pleasing, user-friendly. Adding video is a great way to not only break up the text but further engage people, something else for them to interact with. So anything anything like that multimedia is a great addition, I think.
0: The other factor, you know, is um, in my mind, I've got an assumption how you're going to answer this question already, but I'm going to wipe it out of my mind. <laughs> uh, um, if you almost do almost any search on any kind of WordPress term that's got any kind of traffic number, it seems to be dominated by a, half a dozen players in the wordpress ecosystem you know mm. they're on you know they, they literally one of their articles is going to come up i've one two or three of organic search um a, would you agree with that statement and secondly um if you're one of the smaller players how are there any tips or insights that you can give that people can get a result to overcome what I've just stated really.
1: Um, I think that is a fair assessment. That is definitely true. Um, And it can be really intimidating if you're small starting out because WordPress is kind of a crowded space. Um, But I think spending time before you, if you haven't launched anything, I think that's the time to really think about how you're different. So it's about looking at what is out there at the moment and asking yourself, what can I provide that hasn't been provided yet? And um, filling in gaps. So some of this is, t- is keyword research too. So, you know, going broad and narrow and going more narrow with, a, with your keyword search. So let's say, I don't know, uh, WordPress... Um, design, let's say, you want to target. Well, you, that's not a
0: competitive <laughs> thing, rises, is it? <laughs> I was
1: trying to think of something very, yeah. very broad. Yeah. Um, of course, that's super competitive, but this is where your long tail keywords are helpful, and you try and build authority on the, the edges, and over time, it's a, it's a long game situation. Like, there's no, like I was saying before, there's no shortcuts. So it's a combination of long tail and making your ultimate guides and your outreach and coming up with a way to differentiate yourself. Like I've, I've worked with many people and the people who succeed are the ones that put in that investment of time at the beginning and coming up with something that makes them different and a, a real key selling point. It's like basic business ideas here. But there's no long gone are the days where you can just throw up a website and do some quick keyword research and expect to rank. Like that's just not going to happen anymore. You have to really think about your um, your end goal, I guess.
0: I've got two responses to that really. You know, you hinted at the beginning of our conversation that you had some doubts about long tail. Would you like to expand on that a little bit?
1: Um, sure. I think it's, it's mostly using that as a sole strategy. I mean, that a while ago, a few years ago, that was like the be all end all, you know, forget the the highly competitive terms, target the long tail. Um, and you'll, you know, dominate in all those little nooks and crannies, basically. But and I think that can still work. But it's just not as effective as it used to be. And in order to really see your, um, your rank increase, you have to do some long tail in combination with targeting those higher, more competitive keywords, yeah. making the ultimate guides and the ultimate guides are naturally going to have all those long tail keywords in them anyway. So it's, it's about relevancy, you know, more than any, uh, short-term strategy relevant content to your niche
0: that sounds great um got any tips because i I think i've come to the conclusion i've been highly influenced and um, i would still say by brian jackson um the marketing director of kinster hosting who's a sponsor of the of the show um but um he's a great writer and also a great seo um expert as well he's um but he writes fantastic art- articles for kinster and he put me on to some tools and i see kind of seo research as a kind of mixture of science and art really um I, when you're doing your own keyword word research what got any insights to that and maybe what tools you're using
1: i'm sure um, you're right. It is sometimes it just feels like you have no idea what you're doing. Like that's <laughs> I think that's uh a, a feeling you have to just kind of accept and <laughs> get used to. Well what there's I mean something. by
0: that, Brenda, is that there's some people that put forward it as a definite mythology and if you follow that mythology, you okay. will get a guaranteed outcome. My observation of SEO is you've got to have experience. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit it is data driven to some extent, but it's also a bit of a base on experience and gut.
1: I think you're right. I mean uh, yeah there's it is data driven, but ultimately what you choose to target, what you choose to write about based on that data and what um, keywords you choose to um, move forward with is gut. It's like what what do I think will resonate with my audience? What do I think will, um, will work? So I agree with you on that hundred um, percent tools I use. Um, I actually use, um, I use Mose. I also use, um, I found this tool a while ago and it's really simple. It's just called keyword finder. And um,
0: that's what I'll use.
1: Oh so, yeah. It's like, what I like is that it's pretty straightforward. Like a lot of the time you can get very, Mired in options, and there's plenty of options in it. But you can just like it's a straightforward view when you when you input a keyword. You know, it's not just like here's all the information in the world. It's just straightforward, and I like well, some that. of these.
0: Some of these really powerful SEO tools like Rush, Majestic, Raven, mm-hmm. um There's a couple others. Um, they're pretty intimidating and pretty powerful, aren't they?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I like something a little more just straightforward.
0: You need an ultimate guide just to learn how to use them, really, don't you?
1: <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs>
0: right. right. Yes, yeah, the ultimate guide for you SEO <laughs> tool. So if you're looking to hire a um, professional um writer, you know, there's a lot of people out there that say they're writer, but I've come across a lot of them and they're very good writers when it comes to print brochures but they're definitely no good at writing content for websites. Uh, Robert, got any insights about um, the hiring um, process when it comes to hiring somebody to help you with your content production?
1: Um, Yeah, I think a real key is knowing what you want before you post a job ad. So what, what are they going to be writing about? what um, what experience level are you looking for what knowledge do they need to be bringing to the table do they need to be familiar with certain tools are you going to expect them to input things in WordPress you know do you need to lay all that out in your job ad upfront to save yourself a lot of headache later sorting through applications with people that just miss the mark because you didn't make it clear what the mark was you know I think that's a big a big step to making the process easier for yourself. Also um, having a clear um, budget in mind, having um, also a long, long-term goals for the writer. So I mean that could be vague like just that you want to work with them ongoing could be a goal but if it's a short-term project lay that out, long-term lay that out, be clear would be my biggest Biggest tip for hiring a writer?
0: Confusion is not a good bedfellow, is it?
1: No, <laughs> not at all.
0: All right, you. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up for the podcast part of the show, folks. Brenda's been generously agreed to stay on and we can continue the discussion, which you'll be able to see on the WP Tonic website and also on our YouTube channel. Um, but go definitely go to the WP Tonic website. We've got a ton of great articles on there about membership, learning management systems, and a little bit about security and WordPress in general. Um, so, um, Brenda, how can people get hold of you? What's the best web methods of finding up finding out what you're up to and the latest things you're interested in in general?
1: I'm sure. Um, they can visit my website at um, thedigitalinkwell.com. They can follow me on Twitter at Digital Inkwell. And pretty much Digital Inkwell everywhere on all the social medias. So <laughs>
0: Domination.
1: <laughs> <the best>
0: <laughs> well, that's great. Um, like I say, folks, um, you'll find the full transcription of our interview with Brenda and the links we, we discussed in those notes. Um, if you want to really want to support the show, folks, there's two ways you can do that. Um, you could go to iTunes and leave us a review. It really does help the show. For some, you know, good, bad or indifferent, I really don't care. Um, you could also Twitter out about the show, um, give us feedback. I love feedback, you know. I'm not just producing this show just for my own vanity. Um, I want to provide some value to our listeners. And um, our listeners are growing, and you've been extremely loyal as well, listeners and viewers. Uh, That's great. So if you could do those two things, and maybe go to the website, leave some comments about our discussion with Brenda. I think it's been fantastic. I just wanted to provide some insight about content, Um, production and about hiring a writer which we're going to discuss in a bit more detail in the bonus content. Also you can join us on Fridays where we do our live um, roundtable show. It's always um, rather punchy and opinionated and we've got a great panel of WordPress junkies and online experts and we don't rinse our words and we rapidly go through the um a list of the most um interesting stories of the week around wordpress and the internet in general and you can join us on that show live on the wp tonic facebook page and we do that at eight thirty a.m pacific standard time every friday so if you want to end a week um to observe really intelligent or semi-intelligent conversation i'm not too sure about me um go there so we're going to wrap up the show folks and we'll see you next week bye thanks for listening to wp tonic the podcast that gives you a spoonful of wordpress medicine twice a week